then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Boom, Life After Addiction. I'm Adam Comer, and I have Bruce Stanley. Hello, hello. <laughs> Man, today, Bruce, we're talking about remember versus pretender. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bruce, why don't you jump in? Why don't you explain to him what we're talking about, remember versus pretender? I got you. Well, you know, the Bible talks a lot about remembrance, yeah. and, and it's for an important reason, because as the human mind and its depravity, we just forget all the time. And so Peter uh, and Paul both kind of tackle this with their letters to the churches and constantly reminding them of the things that they were taught. Yeah. And so when you talk about remember versus pretender, if you're not doing those things, then what's what's going to happen is you're going to forget and you're going to lose focus. And the pretending part is about, you know, hey, I'm following the ways of the world and I'm pretending that uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, even pretending. And when I hear the phrase, man, I hear pretender, uh, I hear the remember and the aspect of God calling us to remember his His word, His put place his word on our heart, his law on our heart, remember the things that he said, remember his statutes. And when I hear pretender, I think someone who, um, I mean, just to be honest, my, my thoughts, my views go to someone who, knows the language of the Christian and never grows. And so all that they remember is just like they can, they raise their hands when they know to raise their hands at church. They say amen after something real good. And they just remember the basics of what they've been taught. Uh, but they're pretending that the the superior person or that they've grown in this faith and they're just, man, they, they haven't grown. They have no desire to grow. They have no desire for to understand more of who God is. And so they're kind of pretending and they almost... They're at church every day, and they look down and pin people, but they're just pretending. They yeah. don't. They don't grow. They don't have a desire to grow. Well, you know that's my biggest mantra, Adam. You know, I, I mean, the whole seven principles that we're called to add to our faith in in, in Second Peter chapter one. I mean, it's just to me, it's the tragedy of the Christian faith. It's you know, we we come to a salvation, and then we think that's it. That's the end game. You know, I've got. Like my pastor likes to say, I've got my fire insurance card. Now now I'm good. I'm not going to hell. And so the rest of life is just, you know, on autopilot. And that's just not the case. What God calls us to is salvation. But that's just the beginning. Yeah. And we're to grow in our faith, become mature so that we become strengthened. We're able to endure. We're able to handle the trials of this world. And we're not uh, jumping off the rails all the time because of what's going on around us. I mean, salvation is a renewing of the mind. It's a renewing of the heart. We're born again. It, it is not that the world is going to change, but that we change. Yeah. And if if I'm just pretending that that's all going to happen through osmosis or some some <laughs> natural way of of growth, then then I'm pretending. Yeah. You know, I'm. I mean, that's not the way it works. Yeah. And I tell guys all the time to take their mask off because no one has time for fake people anymore, man. I know no. I don't, and I know you don't. Yeah. And so watch out for pretenders. And and, and the reason. I know you have a verse, but remembering the word of God, remembering what God said, growing in this knowledge of who he is, why is that important? Yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, I'll read to you Second Peter chapter 1. And this is, you know, right after 
Peter tells us these seven principles, and he says, add to your faith these things. And let me just qualify here. Like, it's Jesus plus nothing right. is salvation. Yeah. Okay, but we're called to be sanctified in our salvation so that we would grow, be matured, do the things, and be equipped to do the things God's asking us to do in this world, to make disciples, to share the, the gospel, but also to help us endure this life. I mean, we're, we're now called citizens of heaven. Yeah. Paul says we're like foreigners here. We're in a place where we don't belong because everything around us is operating on a different platform, and we're called to be ambassadors. And what is an ambassador, Adam? Yeah, someone who uh, is, is uh, in between, someone who represents uh, something else. Absolutely. So it, let's just put in context. If I'm an ambassador to the United States, I'm, I'm living in Italy, let's say, right. and uh, everybody that sees me there is going to look at me in the way that I behave, the way I act, the way I speak, the things that I believe in, and they're going to think, well, that's America. Yeah, that's good. That's America. And and so I'm called to be an ambassador of heaven. Yeah. And so I'm operating in a world that, for the majority, let's just say the majority of people are not abiding by the things of God. And so yeah. that's I'm, what he says too. Narrow is the gate, right? Yeah. And so here Peter says, uh, in this, he says, uh, therefore I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. So he's not degrading anybody. He's not shaming people. He's just saying, and this is, again, this is coming right after him, him saying, add to your faith these things. And and so he says, if you do these things in an increasing measure, let me, let me just go to that scripture. It's Second Peter 1, um, 3 through 11. Yeah, read it. And what it says is that, uh, and I don't have the scripture right in front of me, oh. but God is calling us uh, to live out this life in our faith. He says, it, basically in paraphrasing it, it says he's given us everything we need for a godly life. Yeah. And, that, and to abstain from the world, basically, or something, or to, what's the verbiage there? To, well, it says to escape the corruption in the escape world. Escape the corruption in the world. Easy, evil desires and stuff. So, and so here you go, guys. And Turn he says, to Second Peter. And he <laughs> says, for this very reason, add to your faith. Meaning, Boom. To escape the world caused by evil desires. Meaning we're operating in a world that is not abiding by the standards in which God calls us to live by. And and God says, everything is for your good and my glory, right? So, man, I'm either pretending that I don't know this, and this is why Peter's saying, I'm going to always remind you of these things, uh, because you know better. And if if you're acting as if, man, all you got to do is just come to church all you got to do is say prayer at meals. All, all you got to, and I'm not saying that like that's the bare minimum, but I, I'm saying there are a lot of people who call themselves Christians who don't necessarily live by standards of what a Christian is. They're abiding in the things of this world, yeah. and they're pretending that it doesn't matter. Yeah. And what what Peter and what Paul are doing is going around writing these letters to these churches after they've come to believe and after they've started. These churches are saying, "Now I'm, I'm reminding you of these things that you already know, yeah, so that you don't forget and that you continue to grow." And so, in Second Peter one, where he says, "Add to your faith these things," and he said, talks about goodness and to goodness knowledge and knowledge self control and self control um, perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and mutual affection love. And he says, "If you do these things in increasing measure, yeah, meaning." 
don't just do it once or do it halfway. You continue to do these things in increasing measure. What he's talking about is being sanctified. Yeah. We're called to be sanctified from till the day we breathe our last breath. And he says, if you do these things in increasing measure, you will be effective and productive in the kingdom of God. Meaning you're going to, you're going to endure. Like you're going to, you're going to be able to sustain the pressures of the world. You're going to be able to escape the corruption of evil. And it's not that, you know, your life is going to be a bed of roses, but man, you're not, you're not walking around as if, you know, you're destroyed when things happen. Yeah. You, you remember who you are and what's really going on and where you're at. And that's how you. Yeah. And, and, and maybe someone who's just listening in, this is their first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to just, I want to remind everyone uh, what Bruce just read in, in scripture. That's actually the foundation for our curriculum as to well recovery. Bruce, God revealed some things to him and, and, and really put it on Bruce's heart to write a book called Lost and Found Recovery in Christ. And I mean, think about what he just said. Think about that. That's what we love about the Bible. It's like, here's practical things. Hey, you hate this sin. Hey, you don't want to be bound and held down by these things. Well, here you go. Abide in these. And so Bruce breaks down those seven principles in his book and just say, you know, what is good, right? When you come, when you come to rehab, man, you are confused. You don't even know what good is, but you know what I can, what I think might be brewing right here. Um, someone's heard our episodes and they know that we absolutely reject calling ourselves an addict and that we have an issue with the 12 steps. Someone might be saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. So see, they're right. You've got to remind yourself, just like the Bible saying, remind yourself, remind yourself. And here's what I'm thinking. Two polar opposite things. What the uh, disease model, and if you haven't had to check out episode 17, uh, go check out our episode on identity and value. But what one's saying is you need to identify with your yeah. sin and always, your shame always and remember your guilt. that you're an addict <laughs> and 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 that just keeps you called in a trap <laughs> <laughs> but here's what the bible's saying and paul and peter but even jesus says do this in remembrance of me after the lord's supper right yeah. take this bread break it take this drink drink it it's my blood it's my body do this in remembrance of me the difference we're saying is remember the one that sets you free don't remember your bondage right. right right yeah i mean let me let me just give you an example we're talking about pretending versus remembering right and and when i'm constantly in a mindset of man, I've got to remember. I've got to remember, and because I'm constantly just like everybody else in this in this world is is distracted, and we're we're we're. Let me just say we're we're living in fear if we don't remember, because what happens in remembering is we remember that our spirit is is a spirit of of power, uh, because it comes from Christ, and that we don't have to be afraid. We, we, we were given peace. Like Jesus says, the peace I give, not what the world gives. It, it's, it's, it's this different kind of understanding that we, we can't really fully understand. But what God's saying is, let me just give you an example. Say, okay, and without the risk of getting political here, I mean, there are a lot of people who are polar opposites in terms of whether they, they, they support Trump or whether they, uh, they don't. And, and a lot of people have some really ill feelings in that to the point where, I mean, you can see some heated hatred that goes on. And, and I mean, I admit, I mean, this, this presidency and its administration, it's almost like every day you have to pay attention because something else is going on. But, man, if I don't remember who I am, if I don't remember the plan of God 
And if I don't remember the things that God tells me to hold on to, uh, then, man, I'm constantly in fear of what might happen. What's going on next? I mean, can you believe what is going on? I mean, what are the audacity? I mean, where's the compassion? I mean, how can they do something like this? Just, and then all it takes is whether it's the presidency or it's somebody out there doing horrific act of yeah. evil, you know, it's like it, we just live in fear because, whoa, that might happen to me. And, and well, the world's just out of control. And, but if I remember that God is the one who That's placed it, the people in authorities and the principalities That's and it. things, it's like he's the one in control. Sovereignty then, of God. Then I don't have to be afraid. I, man, I can disagree, and God calls us to be advocates of things, but I don't have to let it ruin me, and I can have peace. Yeah. I can have rest in that, man, I can do what I can. I can pray, which is not a cop-out, Yeah. by the way. It's probably one of the most powerful things you can do. Intercessory prayer, I mean, where I'm going to intercede for somebody who, who can't think right for themselves, and I'm going to pray for them. Um, I mean, these are the things that we're called to remembrance. Yeah. If yeah. I'm not doing that, then I'm pretending as if, you know, I have to do something about it or it's just all going to go to, you know what, in a handbasket. You know, yeah. it's like, and, and, in and the I end, am afraid. And in the end on that, in the end for a pretender, and I'm just using loose language, but in the end for the pretender, the joke's on you, bro. You, you, you were trying to fool so many people, but you became the fool, right? Yeah. And, and let me just clarify something because we're not going to take a political stance uh, you might say after listening to a lot of our episodes, wait, y'all talk about a ton of political issues, you know, abortion, uh, addiction, of disease. No, 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 no. Let me pull you back there. We're talking about biblical worldview issues, and just because politics hijacked issues doesn't make us political. But when it comes to this president, Bruce was clear. He said that there's two sides. There's the side that's just like um, – Donald Trump could do anything in the world and people are blindly going to follow him no matter what happens just because it says Republican. But then there's also the people that Donald Trump could say, hey, breathe oxygen and people start holding their breath because he said breathe oxygen. <laughs> so there's two ditches. Yeah, what, which what, we're not taking either right. side. I'm what Bruce is saying <laughs> is remember who's in control of all. No matter who's in office, no matter who's not in office, God is sovereign. Yeah, I mean, and if, if you're doing these things in growth, which is the, the second principle in the sanctification model is knowledge right yeah knowledge knowledge meaning i've got to be reading i've got to be surrounding myself with other godly people i have to remember i have to know and 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 knowledge is power right i mean even the world says that and so when you know what the truth is meaning that i can i can remember scripture that says that god could take a broken uh, a crooked stick and do righteousness with it mm. <laughs> uh then, then I'm not in fear of somebody who might be off the rails that, that I'm like going, man, what else is he going to do? And it's going to affect all of us. And, and maybe it will, but the, the thing is, is that God's in control of everything. Yeah. And I don't have to be afraid. Uh, and, and I can pray and I can, I can do these things and I can remember what God says about this stuff. And I can set the, the situation straight in my mind. Because if I'm not doing that, then we're all susceptible to being uh, in fear of what might happen next, thinking that I have to do something about it, that I'm the one who has to control it, or I've got to get a group of people together to control it, or what have you, and and just living in fear, thinking, man, you know, we're all doomed. Yeah, and so so we've got about five or six minutes, and I want to get to the question, Bruce, because it's juicy, but to sum this up with a bow, remember versus pretender, man. Remember the promises of God, the the teachings of God, His Word, 
and what he says about who you are, and don't pretend. And, and I love this scripture, and it's, it's, uh, it's a prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them by talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be on the frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and of your gates. I would highly recommend, man, remember that scripture. Go to that scripture. But here's do, what, do whatever you have to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying you have to do the same thing everybody else is doing. Like for me, I, and I've got tattoos all over me that's got scripture on it. I mean, if, if I find something in the Bible that I know I want to remember, man, I'll take a, I'll take a permanent marker and I'll write it on my hand. Mm. You know, just so that I look at it every day and I remember what it means until it's so seared in my head that now it's becoming this thing that I can always remember. You know, what, whatever your method is of doing stuff, just make an effort to, to do it. And, and therefore, when you're in these situations where you're called to remembrance, you know what to remember. That's it. That's awesome. So here's the question, Bruce, that it's juicy, man. This comes from Jeff from Hillsborough, Oregon. Are people around the world who have never heard the name of Jesus, are they saved? Whew, I hear that so often. That That is so popular in philosophical yeah, debates. Talk about remember a pretender, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people in this world are pretending that all dogs go to heaven. You know? That's right. So do you want me to dive in? You want to tackle it you first? You go for it, man. All right, man. So, so I, I'm going to try to stay, not dive into too many different theological, because we have now we have three minutes. Uh, but... I would say absolutely they are not saved, and that is because no man comes unto the Father except through me, Jesus, right? So Romans says, call upon the name of the Lord. Um, confess with your mouth that Jesus is, is the Lord, is Christ. And so without that, you can't be saved. And so that rolls into a deeper thing of, well, that's just not fair. Yeah. And then we're talking about the sovereignty of God, and we're, we're deciding what's fair and what's not. And man, to be honest... It's not fair that I'm saved. The wretch that I was, that God saved me, that's what's not fair. And I would just add this, man. You go to Romans chapter 1, and I'll just read it for you, uh, because it kind, of, it kind of takes excuse away from even the tribes in the Amazon who've never heard Jesus. And here's what it says. Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress truth. Okay? Suppressing truth. You have this truth. You have this knowledge. Pretending. (laughs) Pretending. You're suppressing this knowledge and truth because of sin and righteousness. You're pretending. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. Wait, what? For his invisible attributes, namely his internal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made so they are without excuse. Now that's heavy, man. I don't want to hear that. So you're telling me that the tribes in, in the Amazon are without excuse? I, yeah, I, I, the, the word of God is, mm-hmm. right? The, the sunrise when you woke up this morning was enough to look and start drawing your affection for an intelligent design creator God. And man, there's stories, and again, I'm, I've got to cut this off to give you an opportunity. I know you want to talk about it, but there's stories throughout history that, 
man, through dreams, through missionaries, that someone's heart stirring, God sends a missionary, right? Next thing you know, someone has a dream uh, and they're seeing Jesus and they want to know more about him or they're seeing the creation. It stirs their affection to learn more about who God is. And all of a sudden they come around the corner and there's someone presenting the gospel. There's all sorts of stuff like that. But man, just to be plain and pretty unpopular, yeah, the Bible says narrow is the gate. I think we said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Because we suppress the knowledge of God in unrighteousness. Our own hearts. We are God, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, this, I can sum it up like this. It's, you know, are you believing in a God of your own understanding? Or are you believing in a God that you can't, there's a mystery about him that you don't know? And and what is your real affection for that, that God is good yeah. and that God cares? Uh, but as soon as you start implying your own thoughts to that and what, it means to you, then you're you're stepping outside the the realm of of who God really is, and you're you're making a God into your own compassions, your own beliefs, and and there have been plenty of people who've left the faith because they say, well, they can't believe in a God who does something like that. Yeah, and and that's just because you're you're trying to understand a God based on what you think a God is, and. <laughs> Yeah. There's just some things about God that we're just never going to know. And, you know, there are pl- also plenty of scriptures that talk about the children and God's plan for how the message is going to get to these people. And you can almost say, well, it's your fault yeah. that somebody didn't know. You know, I mean, and I don't want to get too deep into that, but I'm just saying this whole remembrance thing. I mean, if you know the knowledge of God, if you continue to seek it, then you understand these things. If you don't, if you just pretend that you know, everything about God based on your own understanding and you don't look for the knowledge, the truth, and you don't find out, then yeah, you're going to make a decision based on something like this in the wrong way. You're just going to say, well, that's not fair. God's not a good God and and all these things, but you've got to inform yourself. You've got to know. Yeah. And and here's, let's, let's move, let's fly back from the Amazon and the tribes and let's land right in the dead center of America. And let's even go into the space of addiction recovery. You know what's scary about this right here? about this question, about what you just said, the mass majority of recovery, addiction recovery, and and man, addiction recovery is a big harvest field and things like that are being conceived. They're being fooled because they're told that a God of your understanding is what you've got to have inside of this to to get away from this addiction and 12 steps. And you've you've got to trust a God of your own understanding. And man, you know why that's scary? One because your own understanding. We've we've talked about this before. Well, mine's different than yours. So. Well, <laughs> let's let's look at what the Word of God says. Trust not in your own understanding. Lean not in your own understanding. And all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. But you know what sentence comes right before that? It's not so. It's not confusing. It's not saying. What do you mean you can't trust your own understanding? No, 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 it says trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not in your own understanding. Yeah. So so man. There it is. God will make your path straight. If you trust in him, if you remember, if you remember him, boom, I just drilled the mic. If you remember him, you trust in him and don't trust these wicked thoughts and these images and these things and your own understanding. No, 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 he'll make your path straight. Yeah, let me just finish with this. Yeah, uh, We get a lot of guys that come to the program and uh, who have their own understanding of what Christianity is, yeah. of, of who God is, and it's based on these things that were influenced by the world, culture, your own family, geographical nature, you know, location, whatever, because uh, it, it's different. And if you've never sought it for yourself, if you've never 
if you pretended that you knew what it was all mm. about and never did anything in, in trying to find out for yourself, then you may have a false belief about who God is and the plan for humanity and salvation and God's compassion. You, you're just pretending because you're telling yourself, well, I already know what all this is about. And to me, the, the beauty of, of what we do every day and these guys who come to the program is when the light turns on yeah. and they start to see, wow, I didn't know that about God. I thought it was like this. Yeah. And and it, this is where the Bible says, man, you, you have eyes, but you don't see. Yeah. You have ears, but don't, you don't hear. And until your eyes are opened, until you start turning to God with a desire to want to know, and then you do, things change. Yeah, that's good. That's it. Pretender versus remember. Remember or you're a pretender. All right, guys, that's all the time we have. We love you. Let's do it. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.